Hey guys, this is Nikki DeSalvatore and welcome to A Mom and a Mic. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and was created to provide a safe place for moms of every age, every walk of life, and every background. My prayer for you is to find solace, comfort, laughter, hope, and inspiration as we journey through this adventure called Life Together. Today I'm sharing with you episode number four, Homeschooling in a Crunch. If you would like to share today's episode with a friend or would like today's show notes, just go to amamanamike.com and look for episode number four, Homeschooling in a Crunch. Also, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me on my Facebook page, A Mom and a Mike. Here you will find words of inspiration, reminders to keep you motivated, and dialogue to get you through the week, hopefully making you smile and laugh. With school underway now and so much at stake, you may have found your family making the decision to homeschool instead of choosing the traditional path for your child. For some, this may fill you with excitement, joy, and a sense of relief. And for others, you may be left with a feeling of anxiety, uncertainty, and quite frankly, panic. If you're sitting there thinking, wait, did she just say the word panic? Oh yeah, that's me. Then kick back, get comfortable, and let's chat as I give you strategies, tools, and helpful hints to get you ready to take a bite out of homeschooling in a crunch. As a teacher myself, I know the intense work it takes to properly educate a child. I know the amount of time and effort that goes into planning just one day of their schooling. I also know that unless you work in that environment, it may be overwhelming to take on the challenge of teaching your children at home. But I'm here to tell you, do not fear. It truly is going to be okay. So, after 23 years of being an educator, here's my top 10 ways to help you take a bite out of homeschooling in a crunch. Number one, create a schedule. If I had to name one word that without a doubt helps children the most, that would be consistency. Children thrive on routines as it provides security and a sense of safety, and it puts them in the right state of mind. Inconsistency is just confusing for a child, and as a result, it sets them up for failure before they even get started. Helpful hint number one, make the schedule with your child and hang it up. Encourage them to keep track of the times so that they take control of their own day. Helpful hint number two, if you want your child to really be excited about their new adventure, then give them a say of what else should go in their workspace. Example, let them pick out a special lamp or a cool chair to sit at. Sprinkle in some special pencils or scented markers, and voila! You've created an area that invites your child into the wonderful world of learning instead of being a space they avoid. If you give your child some choice and voice in the planning of this space, they will develop a sense of ownership and will be more inclined to work harder. Number three. Remember physical activity and the arts. What if I told you that keeping your child's body healthy and allowing their mind to engage in music and art will actually help them when learning, reading, writing, and math? Wait, what? It's true. According to the Collegiate Times, researchers say that students who receive an education in the arts develop better brain structures and memory, learning, and attention. They develop fine motor skills and demonstrate better language development. Cognitive neuroscience has also discovered that fine arts education impacts emotional and social development in both children and adults. I don't even know what that means, but it sure sounds good. 
So don't forget outside play, time listening to music, and exposure to viewing and creating art. As you can see, it plays a crucial role in the welfare of each and every child and should be scheduled into every day. Number four, keep it fresh. Yes, time on the computer is necessary. Yes, workbooks can tackle certain skills. Yes, working basic math problems on paper is imperative. However, please, for the love of everything good in this world, do not leave out real hands-on learning. Helpful hint number three. The first step to getting your child to want to learn is by making it exciting to them. And somehow, filling out blanks on a flat piece of paper just doesn't do it for kids. I mean, think about yourself. Your employer presents two choices in front of you. Choice A, complete 10 pages of paperwork in the course of an hour, filling in your ideas for ways to enhance productivity in your company. Or choice B, create a vision board for the purpose of increasing productivity by using poster boards, sticky notes, graphs, pictures, mission statements, etc. I mean, hello? Sign me up for an hour of boredom or allow me to accomplish the same goal by using creativity, choices, and freedom of my own expression. I choose boredom, said no child ever. So bottom line, if you wouldn't be excited with the activity yourself, chances are neither would your child. Number five, pencil in brain breaks. Trust me, if you don't plan for time to take a break, you probably won't. Research shows that small breaks to get up and move around actually increases their focus and helps them stay engaged in their schoolwork. Helpful hint number four. Keep them around one to three minutes long and pencil them in before your child reaches that frustration level. Example. Each day you notice that around 9.30 your child seems to slow down a bit, get more agitated, or constantly ask you how much longer. Then around 9.15, pop in a brain break so that you are maintaining their level of focus instead of trying to recover it. Does this mean you can't take necessary respite until it's in the schedule? Absolutely not. It's just always better when you maintain their level of concentration rather than attempting to scrape a kid off the floor after he's in a full-fledged tantrum. Number six, know your child and know yourself. I've heard so many people say, you need to know if your child is a morning person or a night owl and plan according to that. Yes, that's true. However, it's important, in my opinion, that you take into consideration what works for not only your child, but you as the instructor. Remember, this is a time where your mom hat is momentarily put aside and your teacher hat comes alive. Another question to ask yourself is, are you working from home while you homeschool your child? What are the other responsibilities you have to take care of during that day? Look at both the student and whoever is going to be the homeschool teacher because just like it takes two to tango, it takes two to homeschool as well. Number seven, be flexible. Personally, I give a shout out to 2020 for teaching me the full meaning of this word and then some. Things are going to happen and situations are going to come up. When it does, acknowledge it. Take a moment to breathe and then let it pass. Where your focus goes, your energy follows. Helpful hint number five, don't put a lot of reaction to what you can't change. Little minds are watching you. Show them how they can tackle a problem, not make it bigger. Number eight, go with the flow. 
In teaching, educators know there is an essential in every classroom, and it doesn't have anything to do with a certain subject. The critical thing I'm referring to is flow. Flow in a classroom is when students are completely immersed in what they're learning. They're happy, focused, and they're moving from task to task in a seamless, worry-free state. How do you achieve this level for your child? Give them choice and voice, try and connect the things they are learning with their lives, and offer them hands-on learning activities. Helpful hit number six. Part of creating a learning experience instead of a learning environment is to take a concept you're trying to teach and connect it to their life. Example, you're teaching how to write step-by-step directions, otherwise known as a how-to paper. Instead of giving them a flat piece of paper with step one, step two, etc., give them two pieces of bread, some peanut butter, jelly, and a spoon, and have them figure out on their own how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ask them, what was the first thing you needed to do to make the sandwich? Did putting the peanut butter on the bread first or the jelly work better? At what step did you realize that you had completed that task? Now, have them take what they've discovered and teach them the process of writing a how-to paper. They not only will remember the steps better, they'll see the connection and understand the importance of what learning this writing skill had to do with their life. Number nine, prepare your supplies. This is one of the most basic points to mention, yet it's one of the most important. Sharpened pencils, glue, a shoebox for a project, magnifying glasses, etc. Whatever it is that you need for that day, just make sure you have it ready. There's nothing more annoying than a teacher, and remember that you, having to stop a lesson to go find tape. Teach your child how to get themselves prepared as well. Set up their workspace so that they have everything in one place. This life skill will go far as you are teaching how organization can reduce anxiety and can better prepare them for the future. Helpful hint number seven. Have everything you're going to need for the activities that day ready before you go to bed the night before. Number ten. Set goals and celebrate. The one thing I've consistently said in my career is the importance of setting goals. If a child doesn't know where he's going, he won't know when he's arrived. Goals are necessary because it paves the road that we're wanting to go and gives us the picture needed to envision the finish line. Besides, if we write down specific goals, then what happens? We get to cross them off the list, and there's nothing more satisfying. So much that I've even written something on my list even after I've accomplished it, just so I can cross it off. Therapy warranted, right? Yeah, well, that's the story of my life right there. Helpful hint number eight, help your child come up with three goals for the week. Helpful hint number nine, celebrate them when accomplished. So 2020 came in and rocked our world to the core. We're having to adapt, learn, and do things we've never had to do before. Moms are becoming teachers, teachers are becoming nurses, and nurses are becoming miracle workers. But do not worry. The Lord says in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. If the Lord has called you to homeschool your child, be confident that he will provide you with what you need. Change can be tough, but you're tougher. Uncertainty is strong, but you're stronger. The love you have for your child is great. But remember, the love the Lord has for his children is by far greater.
Helpful hint number 10, a quote from Harold B. Lee, the most important work you will ever do will be within the walls of your own home. Until next week, my friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you and give you peace. Know that the light in me acknowledges, honors, loves, and respects the light within you. Thanks so much for tuning in to a mom and a mic podcast. You have blessed my life by being here with me. This has been a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on my A Mom and a Mic group page, NickStang123 on Instagram, or at NickyDeSalvatore1 on Twitter. If something spoke to your heart today, or if you just want to be kind, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Remember, be strong, be encouraged, be loved.